G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Here, O Israel, the Lord is one. But we're talking about a plural. It's mm. this unity. In the beginning, God created Elohim. Yeah. There's a plurality here in the Trinity. We've learned all about that. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've learned in previous programs about Shema and that Echad means one, but not only as a singular entity, but also as a unity. This program is going to look at Echad from the perspective of the relationship that God has or wants to have with his people. And it also will be a precursor to further learning about God's relationship with Israel and Jesus' relationship with his church. You know, this little tiny word, Echad, is um, I have been so stunned at just how deep and rich this one, this one, this one little word in Hebrew, one, mm. Echad, uh, it's so far reaching. There's so much in this particular little word. I want to start off in particular by looking at a couple of verses from the Song of Solomon. Actually, you know, it's probably one of the least read or studied books in the Bible mm. by most Gentiles in particular. They tend to recognize Song of Solomon as being a book about human romantic love. But to the Jewish mind, they recognize it is a book about human romantic love between a man and his wife. But they also recognize that the book Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, as some people uh, call it, is actually a book that describes the love relationship that God has with his people and the way his people are supposed to love God. And there are a couple of very famous lines or verses in Song of Solomon. The first one is Song of Solomon chapter 6, verse 3. It says, I am my beloved's and my beloved's is mine. Ian and I both have rings that have Hebrew writing on them, and it's that particular verse. Mm. I am my beloved's and my beloved's is mine in Hebrew. Uh, then there is uh, chapter 7, verse 11 that says, Come, my beloved. Mm. Now, if you look at the word beloved, it's used all through the Bible and, and predominantly in the Old Covenant, the word beloved is used when God is talking about his people. He always talks about mm. his people as his beloved. It's used in um, in the New Covenant as well, and it's very often but not always used to describe how Christ loves his church and Paul often used the word beloved to talk about people that he um, was communicating with or the church congregations he was writing to so it's this this term of endearment uh, which in and of itself describes a very close intimate relationship but in the old covenant God used it to talk about his people mm. well as you say there's uh, it's used a lot in song of songs but oh, yeah. there's uh, plenty of other uh, references to it in Deuteronomy Psalms uh, uh, Jeremiah as well mentions it Jeremiah yeah. 12 verse 7 it's all through scripture it's funny it's one of those words it's like the word echad you, you you read it all the time, but you don't stop to study it. Mm. And it would be fascinating, I think, to do a study on the word beloved and to see exactly what its um, context is most of the time and what it's trying to communicate. 
Okay, so we know that the book of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is a story of God's plan for redemption for his fallen human creatures. We know that. Um, We also know that God in and of himself, when he wants to relate to his human creation, he is totally, totally, totally different to any other god or goddess or any other deity. He is personal. He's intimate. He wants to be very close to his human creation, whereas the gods and goddesses of other religions are distant. They're far away. And you can only be, you can only reach them by doing great works or acts of piety. Whereas the God that we know and love, he's the one who does these great acts and, and goes to all these great lengths to reach out to his human creation. Okay. So how does God, um, want to relate? Well, if we look at the very first relationship in the Bible that we ever see, we see the relationship of Adam and Eve. The first relationship is a marriage. Mm. And you could kind of ask the question, well, if God was wanting to relate, why didn't he have Adam and then create Adam's son from his rib so that that would reflect mm. the relationship between God the Father and God the Son? Mm. I mean, that kind of would make sense, but why did it yeah. have to be the relationship between one man and one woman? Mm. Why a marriage relationship? Well, I guess we've spoken in previous programs about the, the law of first mention, and this is where yes. something's mentioned, like literally Genesis chapter 1, yeah. it's a married couple. Ab- absolutely. So that in itself is so important. We look at this very first relationship. You have a look through all the prophetic books as well, and it's in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, the whole book of Hosea where God calls his people Israel his wife. And he himself refers to himself as Israel's husband. So he is even using this marriage analogy to describe his relationship with his chosen people. And uh, and, and over the coming programs, probably be about a dozen programs around about, we're going to be looking at the relationship between God and man, and in particular, the relationship of a, of a husband and wife, because this is the picture that God has given us. Okay, so we're going to learn about the kind of relationship that God wanted to have with his people. And we're also going to see these parallels, which literally run parallel about Christ's relationship with his church. And that's all in upcoming programs. But we have to get a real handle on Echad, one. Again, we've, we've talked about this before, but I want to start with Shema. Remember how we learned about Shema in the beginning mm-hmm. of Foundations? And we learned that Shema is, when when we're talking about um, one, it, we're talking about a unity, as you said before. Okay, but let's jump back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become Echad. One flesh. But hang on a second, we've got two people here. Mm, that's right. But they're one flesh. Now, there's a really fantastic uh, passage in the Gospel of John, and it's in chapter 17, verses 20 to 23. Would you mind reading this one? Because this one is, it, it's kind of like, again, Echad, it's one. Mm, it's a great passage. Obviously, uh, some of those red letters of uh, the words of Jesus. But he says, I don't ask on behalf of all these alone. But for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you've given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you in me, 
that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you've loved me. Now, all the way through that, you're talking about numerous entities here. You're talking about Jesus, the disciples. You're talking about God, all the future disciples that have yet to come into Mm. faith. And he's saying we're one. Mm -hmm. He's even talking about this unity that he has with his father. They they may be one just as we are one. If you go back to Shema, Shema Israel Adonai Lehenu Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kevod Malhuto Leolam Va'ed. Here, O Israel, the Lord is one. But we're talking about a plural. It's mm. this unity. In the beginning, God created Elohim, this unity. Yeah. There's a plurality here in the Trinity. We've learned all about that. Okay, so we're getting this image of one, but this one being a plural. We mentioned before, you can have, you know, one nation. Is Australia is one nation, but it's made up of about 25 million people. Mm. But we're one nation. And then, of course, Paul talked about the Jew and the Gentile. We've covered this before, but this is really good basic foundation for the upcoming programs. Okay, so again, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 16. Again, a great example Mm. of unity, this echad. Yeah, well, Paul says, For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in the flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. Okay, so we don't need to go back again about, you know, covenants and the Mosaic law being conditional and broken. We learned just recently about the the reason the law was given so we'd know that we were sinners, that we'd know how sinful and reprobate we were. So God gives his Jewish people the law. They discover that they're sinners and they need this sacrificial atoning. And then all of a sudden it opens up to the Gentile world. They suddenly discover they're sinners mm. as well recognize they now need the atoning work of Christ. And this brings the two. This enmity was the law. Now the two become one flesh because of Christ. Mm. Echad, one, this unity again. So this is a great foundation as a springboard towards the next 11 programs, looking at the relationship between God and man. But in our next program, we're going to continue to particularly look at his relationship with God's people, Israel. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 